0: Pit squad, Welcome in to the HitStick Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host for the evening, Chris, not the quarterback Sims, joins, as always, across the room for me, Mr. Rydog, sitting here. What the fuck is up, Denny's? Very, very soft, very light, you know. I was up till like 1 in the morning last night and I worked today. It's, it's, it's tough. What, what, what were you doing up till 1 o'clock in the morning on a work night? That's between me and other people. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. And then we got Mr. Uh, nobody tweeted and told me what's to calm, so I'm just gonna keep calling him A1, Michael Setta.
1: I want more uh, info on what you were doing until one AM. Yeah, I know. No, no, no. no. That's you sounds... don't want more info on what <laughs> I was doing until one AM. That would turn this uh, podcast pretty explicit, some would say. But I'm doing good. How are you guys doing?
0: We're pretty explicit already. I- I'm doing great. We're talking fantasy wide receivers. <clears throat> the most hardest prediction are. Uh, Try hardest then. position to predict, so yeah. <laughs> Outside of tight end, maybe. You know where to find us. Hit Stick Fantasy on Twitter. Hit Stick Fantasy on Instagram. Hit Stick Fantasy on the Facebook. Like, subscribe. Hit us up. Ask the questions. Leave reviews. All that good shit. We love it. We eat it up. It makes us happy. It really just helps our ratings. So yeah. Anyway, that's without all that matters. Further ado, we had some preseason games over. The weekend. Oh, it was glorious. We saw some actual players on the field. We saw the Brownies against Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence sucked shit. I had to work that game and I could actually watch it, but I heard it was pretty nice. It was it was nice for us. All of our backups were pretty good.
1: Yeah. I, our our twos really handled them, to say the least.
0: I got to see that Trey Lance throw. Yeah, I mean, it was a good throw. I'll was, give him it that. It was a damn good throw. And Justin Fields, so um, How are we feeling? We got, you know, let's keep this thing going here. Do we have any training camp bullshit that we need to touch base on?
1: Real quick, though, I'm just going to give a quick tip out to the way I kind of look at the preseason and training camp. You know, you definitely want to look into what's happening and what's going on, but you also don't want to overhype it. Um, You know, as good as all these rookies looked, they were also going against a lot of twos. So you got to remember, temper your expectations to how serious someone looked like a Trey Lance. Whose numbers were pretty skewed because of that long pass, or like Ramondre Stevenson. I was about to say, you're gonna tell me Ramondre is not
2: an RB one, <laughs> exactly? Because I'm banking on that. Because
1: <laughs> he averaged 12 yards a carry, and that's just not gonna happen. And two so, tutties. So just temper the expectations. It's definitely good to see the actual talent on the field, and I'm I'm so hyped for it. But I think this is more for like you know depth building in the NFL than fantasy wise. It was
0: honestly. just so nice to watch football.
1: Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm all there with you. I watched pretty much every game I could. Me too.
0: Yeah, I would, my next my follow up statement said it was going to be if you're in a dynasty league, you should try to shop for Andre Stevenson right now. You might be able to get Aaron no Jones. No way, for I'm him. holding him because <laughs> Damian Harris is no lock. Hey, he did look good. Yeah. So, I mean, and I, I agree with everything Seta just said. You know, you definitely don't want to read too much into it, but at the same time, it's it's nice to monitor, it's nice to kind of keep in the back of your head. And it's also good to see who the next man up is. If an injury occurs during the season.
2: So speaking of which, it's kind of a weird situation. This isn't running back or this isn't wide receiver related, it's running back related. Uh the Miami Dolphins, Miles Gaskin yeah. was getting way outworked by Malcolm Brown. Yeah. Like
0: working with the ones. And you guys called me crazy for fading Miles Gaskin last week. I'm starting to be a little concerned about Miles Gaskin. That's completely concerned. He's off my board. Because Malcolm Brown
2: looked like shit. He was not running well at all, but he was in there all over the place, and so so was Ahmad.
1: Yeah, what I heard out of their camp is that they're really, really, really struggling at the offensive line position right now, and Malcolm Brown's just that veteran who they have faith in that can come in and pass block for him, so I think that's going to help protect Tua, leading to less and less usage for Miles Gaskin. So, yeah, he's probably dropping a little bit, but like I said, I'm not going to still overreact. I think Miles Gaskin's in a good spot for his ADP to have a lot of upside, so.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm out. I know we got, so we got, we're doing hit or miss today, wide receivers. Next week, we're going to do hit or miss, tight ends. And then we got our flex hit or miss, where we get to pick whichever position we want. There's a strong chance Miles Gaskins going to find his way into my flex miss. Hey, I can't blame you at all. I That's, would not be spending that fourth round pick there, on him. There is a little bit of cause
2: for concern.
1: The last thing I want to pay attention to in the preseason is Mr. Taysom Hill getting more reps with the first team and starting the game over Winston. That's something to keep your eye on, and that's something that's scary to me. And proving my point even more, that Kamara's going to be a bust. Oh, here we go. <laughs>
0: Doubting Kamara. I can't wait for that to blow up in your face. <laughs> and uh, to quote the great Ricky from You Guys Did the Trailer Park Boys, in regards to Taysom Hill, hate to say I so, but I so. I, uh, I fucking a toteso. I fucking a Uh So Zach Wilson, he looked pretty good. Uh, I mean, that's he looked, looked fine. Him. We got uh, DeAndre Swift, still dealing with injuries. Yep. Something to monitor there. And uh, Chase Claypool, somebody else you want to keep an eye on. He had a nasty injury. Oh, It, it looked bad on um, Wednesday's, or no, Tuesday's practice. But so, minor
2: ankle sprain, from what they're saying. Yeah,
0: it doesn't seem significant. So, But um, I have something else before we jump into everything else. You guys have no idea this is happening. But I, I have something for you here. We have ourselves a listener question. Ooh, I yeah. like this. Friend of the show, Mr. Kyle Brewer, has been bouncing this question off me all weekend long and he said he wanted to get the guys involved and see what their thought would be. So, he's in a 12-man PPR league and he has, I believe it's the 108 with his draft and he doesn't know what to do and he wants to, and I we've I've gone over like some things, I've told him like some targets, you know, some guys to look at, but he wants to know what to do if he is hit with the diast or the disaster scenario where CMC is off the board, Dalvin Cook is off the board, Alvin Kamara is off the board, Derrick Henry is off the board, Nick Chubb is off the board, Aaron Jones is off the board, and Zeke is off the board. Did I say one hundred seven or one hundred eight? You said one hundred eight. There was another running back there. Is it Saquon? Had. No, he was. I think you know maybe he has a one hundred seven. Let me just double-check it. Basically, all those top – that that those are the running backs gone because he was said he was picking between, like, Saquon and someone else. Who would you take?
2: Jonathan Taylor. I'm not walking away from the first round in any draft this year without a running back. That's just my strategy going into this year. I, I burned myself last year taking Michael Thomas in the first round. I know injuries are kind of, you know, the burden of fantasy football, but when you don't have a running back, especially, like, a star high-usage running back on your team, you are – you are treading water barely. So I'm not walking away without a running back.
1: For me, I kind of like a lot of the round two running backs who I think have potential to finish in the top 12. And I think there's nothing better than having a consistent top three receiver at that spot. So I'm probably looking Eckler there because I don't think that was a name you said. But most likely, I'm going to smash draft on Devontae Adams there all day. He's consistent. He's gets the touchdowns. He gets the red zone looks. He's one of the most efficient fantasy players ever. I think there's such a huge benefit to doing that, and then maybe tagging an Antonio Gibson in the second round a Joe Mixon in the second round or one of those guys that, you know, do slip and move back or even doubling up and going receiver-receiver, receiver tight end. You know, I don't hate a lot of those options there.
2: Yeah, I think Devontae Adams or Travis Kelce are probably the only people
1: outside of running back that I would even think about.
0: So would you draft Devontae Adams over Travis Kelsey?
1: Yes, Me personally, yeah. Um, I just, I like to have Devontae Adams. And if I could snag, if I'm closer towards the end of the round, I would like to snag him in the second, which I don't think he's going to make it there. But I wouldn't hate snagging Kittle, Waller, or Pitts.
0: Yeah, I think you guys are going to be in for a shock next week. So, but yeah, that I, we talked a lot uh, with that. He, he did bring up taking Austin Eckler. And I said, if that's your guy and it's full BPR, take your guy. So, but um, I, I would agree, definitely, um, you know, look at some of those other running backs. I don't hate Devontae Adams or Tyreek Hill, depending which receiver you're higher on. So, but yeah, that that was a listener
1: question. Yeah, I would probably stick with Devontae or Eckler. That would be my two people, because I like Calvin Ridley as... Sneak peek, never mind. But um, <laughs> So I like Calvin Ridley a lot, and I think he's going to be able to be one of those guys who slip a lot into that second round. So if you want, like, an Eckler and then match him up with a Ridley, I think that's a perfect combo, just as similar as the Devonta Adams, Joe Mixon, or whatever combo you can get.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Let's get into it. Remix. What a tune killer. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's Hannah <laughs> Remix. <laughs> That's
2: why we don't let Chris press the buttons.
0: I always press the buttons. Fuckers don't do anything around here. The <laughs> back hurts. We are into it. Our wide receiver version of Hit or Miss, your favorite segment. Brought to you by... Us. And, you know, <laughs> we're brought off to you gear. by us. <laughs> this is where it's at today. We've all had long days. So, But you, you guys get the gist here. We are going to pick a guy that we are completely in on. That's our hit. That is going at just a smash value at ADP-wise. It's somebody we do not want to leave a draft without... And the other guys are going to say if they agree or disagree. And then we are going to flip the script and go over to our misses. And we're going to talk about guys that we are completely out on, want nothing to do with it, will not draft him even two rounds after their ADP. Maybe not that extreme, but, you know. And the other guys, again, will say if they agree or disagree. So, Ryan, take a back seat because Seta is kicking us off this week. Give us your hit. Damn.
1: I was really ready for Ryan to go there. So, <laughs> <Ryan's> not, <slid laughs> now the my jitters are all going and I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm going to be mush but. Would no, you I'm like to kidding. throw me
0: off my game? So I had to throw <laughs> you
1: off your game. No, I, I'm better impromptu for sure. All right. So one of my guys, I this is one of the scariest things that I'm going to be saying this offseason is my next hit of the year for receiver is another rookie. So I'm I had a rookie for my quarterback and it, it's making me a little bit nervous, but I think that this draft this year was just so good and so defined that these guys are ready to go. Every year, the guys come even more ready to play in the NFL. So I'm not gonna be worried about it. So just real quick here, Justin Jefferson, 2019 at LSU. He played 15 games, 111 receptions, 1,540 yards, 18 touchdowns. Player X had 85 <laughs> receptions. All right, it's Jamar Chase is my hit. So Jamar Chase, his last season at LSU in 2019, 85 receptions, 1,780 yards, and 20 touchdowns. Who I don't understand how... A guy who was worse than him on his team, Justin Jefferson, at LSU, is going to just be more dominant in the NFL. I don't see it happening. I think Jamar Chase is one of those dominant, number one receivers. He can run any route in the route tree, and he's a huge big play threat. With You have 59 targets from Gio Bernard gone. You had 104 dusty targets to A.J. Green that's gone. 163 targets. Like, I hate
0: for A.J. Green.
1: Disrespect. I don't know.
0: Like, I, like, what did this man do to you?
1: He's, he's dusty. <laughs> Called them he's, just dusty. he's
0: probably not even that much older than me.
1: Yeah, well, we're you're, dusty. You're starting to get dusty too. <laughs> so, that, <laughs> fuck you. Th- there's a couple of things that I love about Jamar Chase. I mean, he has the established connection with Joe Burrow. A solid situation. One of my more favorite situations where it's a pass happy offense, terrible defense, going to be passing the ball all over the field. When Burrow was before Burrow got hurt, he was throwing the ball like forty times a game. And I can definitely see that being the case. And I still think he can still house those three receivers and Joe Mixon and be solid. So right now, via Fantasy Pros, he's ADP wide receiver 26, 69th overall. That's in the middle of the fifth round, yet Justin Jefferson's going in the first or second round. I don't understand that. I don't get it. I'm not saying I would draft him over Jefferson, but I have him in my top 12. i
0: I'm seeing he's his, I'm seeing he's going as the wide receiver 22.3.
1: That was via Fantasy Pros.
0: I'm also on Fantasy Pros. Fantasypros.com.
1: We got a little contention here. All
2: right. 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 I'll add on to it. So we'll call him at 25 then, just to be in the middle. And he's Um, going
0: in the, just to clarify, what round? He's going in the fifth round. He's creeped his way up to the fifth.
2: Fifth round. Jamar Chase is, you don't have to sell me on Chase, and you know that. I am a big Jamar Chase guy. I think Jamar Chase is one of the more talented receivers to come into the NFL in recent years. He is a stud at everything. My only concern with him is, you know, quarterback coming off of injury, a lot of other receivers in his area, and a putrid offensive line, and a putrid offense. Where he can excel is being drafted as a wide receiver 25. He has top-tier upside, but staging a rookie for that is a little concerning for me. But, Seta... You're my boy. Chase is my boy. I'm gonna agree hit. Oh man, you you don't even you're just going against your own takes. That's not against my own takes. When have I ever been against Jamar Chase?
0: I, I just I, I I'm in on Jamar Chase for Dynasty. If you get Jamar Chase in a dynasty league and you want to hold it, that, that's what you should do. I mean, unless somebody's dumb enough to give you like Calvin Ridley for him. But in redraft, I'm completely out. This is a miss. I, I can't take Jamar Chase, a rookie wide receiver, in the fifth round. Just because he was better than Justin Jefferson in college has nothing to do with how he plays in the NFL. It's got nothing. Was that ADP or is that rankings? What is that? Yeah, that's I'm looking at over. This is what I'm looking at where it says he's on average right now as the wide receiver, 22.3, ahead of Deontay Johnson, Michael Thomas, Brandon IU, Kenny Galladay, Chase Claypool, T. Higgins, I mean, and there's a lot of guys th- that I just named that I would rather have Chase over. To be fair, like, I think I'd rather have Chase over all those guys. I wouldn't. There's no way in hell I Maybe would take Maybe I would take Deontay 10 times out of 10. Brandon Iyuk as well. But it's just, I, it's what you just said. It's, everything comes down to it. I mean, yeah, Jamar Chase was wonderful last year, and so was CeeDee Lamb. Those are two outliers in the last, like, what, 10 years? How many times have we seen a rookie come on and just be a reliable wide receiver three throughout the full year? It's not often. You don't, and to invest that fifth round pick, that's an important pick. That's a cornerstone piece of your team. You are dependent on Jamar Chase every single week if you take him in the fifth round.
2: Yeah, but you also got to think the Bengals took him with the number five. They passed on a huge addition at the offensive line. And, and they're so paying well. the
0: price for it. Burrow looks like shit. In training camp right now. he is getting hit. He's scared. I don't think
2: training camp fodder should make you scared of Jamar Chase. I think Chase. it's
0: what's concerning is the Cincinnati Bengals defense is tearing that offensive line I up. I think
2: T. Higgins should be the only real, real concern and I, against
0: Jamar Chase's high upside. Well, that's the other big point I have is I'm very much in on T. Higgins. I like T. Higgins' touchdown upside. I like T. Higgins' the player. I think T. Higgins is going to take a step forward. Tyler Boyd, as much as I hate him, he commands targets. He's going to get his share. And I just don't see enough of this pie. I don't see this is not going to be a good team. They're not going to have a lot of scoring opportunities. I I don't see a world that Jamar Chase finishes in the top 10 the way Justin Jefferson did last year. I think he's a great asset in fantasy football from a dynasty perspective. If you have him on your dynasty team, you have a good player. He's going to be a good receiver. Would you rather have Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase dynasty? Oh, it's not even a question, Justin Jefferson. Ooh, I've seen it just because they were going to call it. I seen it, <laughs> as I've said, time and time again, just because you're good at playing checkers doesn't mean you're good at playing chess. I've seen Justin Jefferson break out and be the receiver that we know he is.
1: Over the past few years, I feel like we've seen so many dominant college players come in and be dominant in the NFL. And I feel like that jump is dwindling and dwindling and dwindling from going from college to NFL. Especially from
2: one of those, like, power fives. Yeah, if
1: you're going to one of the four teams, five teams that are in the college football playoffs, you're playing against every other NFL player who's about to get drafted. So I do not care about him being a rookie. If you're going to bet against history, you're never going to get any sleepers. You're never going to get any... Everything's going to be consensus-based. That's not what what I'm about. I'm about picking the outliers, getting the the outside-the-box guys, because he can definitely finish with similar numbers as Jefferson had last year. I mean, when you have checkdown Kirk throwing you the ball all the time, and Adam Thielen getting the red zone looks like that's that's not the perfect situation. And Jefferson still did that, so I just think it's a perfect situation. I don't care what their offensive line is; that means more targets, more quick throws to Jamar Chase.
0: Yeah, but Justin Jefferson or um, Jamar Chase isn't a sleeper. Everybody is completely in on him. That's why he's a rookie wide receiver that has a fifth round. When's the last time we've seen a wide a rookie wideout have a fifth round average draft position? In a 12-man standard league.
1: I'd have to check this.
0: I don't think... You're going to have a hard time finding it. I don't think so. It's been a while.
1: Yeah, but if you draft him in the fourth... Sorry. (laughs) If you draft him in the fourth or fifth round and he finishes as a top 10 receiver, you are guaranteed to make the playoffs at least. And as long as you didn't fuck up the rest of your draft, your team's going to be dominant.
0: I I think you're if you draft Jamar Chase in the fifth round, you are drafting him at his ceiling. And... That's that's my opinion on that. So
1: he has no there's no way possible for him to touch anything Justin Jefferson did, even I mean, though he was better than him in college.
0: Anything on is the same team possible, same quarterback. No, I don't Same
1: think so. all right, that that just doesn't make any sense to me. How <laughs> does
0: it not make sense? <laughs> because Different at team. the
1: same level on the same oh, like team. We're arguing. On on the same level on the same team, he was clearly better and the best receiver in college football. Is this so a team? If he would have gotten drafted that year, and not opted out? So is this he would have been team? before all of those guys. we'd be swinging drafted.
0: from his nuts right now. Are exactly. we playing
1: is the LSU Tigers playing in the
0: NFL? Is this the same team? No, they've no, lost no, all their best not. players to the NFL. They went to the – Justin Jefferson went to the Minnesota Vikings, which is a 20 million times better-around organization than the Cincinnati Bengals. They have a better coach. They have a better quarterback. They have a better scheme. Better, better quarterback?
1: System. Right now, yes. That's – wow. All right. We'll move on then because if we're, we're talking that <laughs> – I think one of the biggest upgrades compared to Jefferson to Chase is Joe Burrow.
0: Look, Kirk Cousins is not a fantasy darling quarterback, but Kirk Cousins is a damn accurate quarterback. He yeah, a he'll good throw 17
1: for 23 and yeah. – and it'll be good. It'll he be fine. He gets the ball
0: to his receivers, and Joe Burrow is. He going gets the ball to, be to Dalvin Cook is what he does. Well, Joe Burrow is going to be phenomenal. He's going to be great. He's going to probably be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But he's not there yet, and he's coming off a catastrophic injury. And he's got you. You see it. He's not a hundred percent.
1: I'm all in on Chase this year.
0: I love Chase. Don't this year don't too.
1: be afraid to draft him. He's going to finish in that top twelve. Finish as a wide receiver one, and you are going to have an outlier on your team.
0: Fair enough. I'll bet anything any of you guys want that he is not a top 12 receiver. I literally don't care. You put it in writing, I'll sign it. <laughs> all right. I'll bet my savings account that he is not a top 12 receiver in any format.
1: I don't want to put you out on the street because, you I, know, it's, I, it's I'm, more, I'm willing to do it by, by you not right, signing up, right, into
0: right. the bet, not confident in your take.
1: Let's
2: settle down here. Let's keep going. This is good. This We're is very feisty good.
1: today. We are very feisty. I'm right. all on edge. Just to be clear, I'll bet whatever. I don't really give a shit. Then bet. Let's do it. All right. Give me something in paper. Tell me what you want to bet me. Listeners, I don't care. Listeners, make the bet.
0: Make the bet. Get us on Twitter. Whatever you guys want. It can be as degrading as possible because I'm not going to have to do it. Somebody's doing open mic night.
1: A hundred, hundred and sixty targets are gone. Yeah. From a team that didn't even have Burrow half the season. Yeah.
0: And do you think they're going to have bur- the burrow for the full season this year with that line? Yeah,
1: I'm not going to predict he's going to miss.
0: Yeah, I he's a know. quarterback.
1: That line's bad. It, he's ba- they're okay. bad. Okay, so then Deontay Johnson, Deontay Johnson, Claypool, and Juju ass out of my top forty.
0: <laughs> is Roethlisberger <laughs> coming back from a catastrophic injury?
1: No, but their offensive line is uh, ten injury. steps behind the Cincinnati Bengals. Their line.
0: offensive line is not worse than the
1: Bengals. Dude, they're going to have five new starters. They're they're going to be terrible.
0: I don't know how this turned into Pittsburgh
1: talk. It I'm always saying, does. If, you, if you're going to base what a receiver can do off an offensive line, it doesn't make any sense because Minnesota's offensive can... line was terrible last year and Jamar Jefferson and Adam Thielen were solid.
0: First of all, Jamar Jefferson plays for the Lions. Second of all, I'm basically.
1: <laughs> Justin Jefferson. I'm getting Jamar Chase in the next time. <laughs> It's funny that this actually
0: a player named... This is another uh, David Moore, DJ Moore situation again. No, really, I saw something on Twitter. Somebody did a trade where they were drunk, and it was Jay Jefferson. They thought it was uh, Justin. No, I'm banking this off of what I just... The, the team's situation. There is two other very good receivers there taking targets away from, Je- or from Chase. Jefferson didn't have that. Jefferson went into an aging, in the words of Seta, crusty, dusty Adam Thielen. No, no,
2: no. I think you're wrong here. I think... Jamar Chase is the one taking valuable targets away from those receivers.
0: But it doesn't regardless, there's not going to be enough for him to be in the top 12. He doesn't need much. I mean,
1: if Burrow throws the ball 30, 35 times a game, each all three of those guys can have a hundred targets.
0: If you made the argument to me right now that Jamar that Jamar Chase is a top twenty-four receiver, I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, I can respect that. That's fine. But to go out and say he's top twelve his rookie year, which is something we've literally only seen happen one time in Year and he's not a sleeper. Like sleepers don't. You're not a sleeper in the fifth round. Nobody said he has to be a sleeper.
1: He he would be a sleeper if he is what I say he is and finishes in the top twelve. And you're drafting him in the fifth round. I just don't see him finishing in the top twelve. All right, let's keep going. Who's next?
0: I'll go. All
1: right, go ahead. All right, I
2: got.
0: I got to pull myself together here. Yeah, because that was fun. (laughs) That was really fun. So my hit at wide receiver is. LaVisca Chenault yes. for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Dude, their offensive
1: line sucks, dude. There's no way. What about Marvin rookie Jones? What about DJ Shark? There's a rookie quarterback there. That- unproven. <laughs> He's yeah, yeah, that's what you sound like, Chris. <laughs> Fair. Can I can I continue?
0: Yes. I love LaVisca Chenault. He is going right now, and this is what I love the most about him. Let me go. I have to scroll down to find it. He's going on average as the wide receiver, 43.3. Which is in the ninth round, 904. This is a player that looked phenomenal last year. He was great with all the opportunity that was given. And that was with Gardner Minshew throwing him the ball, who is not that good. Put some respect on his. Name. I mean, I love him. Randy Marsh is a very good quarterback. Randy Marsh. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh this is hit stick fantasy uncut unsensitive. <laughs> so I I love Lavisca Chenel. I think that he I mean, he's been just balling out in training camp. He's somebody that has been He's just an athletic freak. He's the perfect player for Urban Meyer to utilize. He can take carries out of the backfield. And you got a rookie quarterback coming into the situation that has no ties to anybody, which means whatever happened last year and the years before doesn't matter. He's going to develop new relationships with new receivers, and Visca seems to be the one that is the most athletic and is definitely, in my opinion, the best. I'm just i I'm all in on Laviska Chennault. I think he's a smash value in the ninth round. I can't go too in detail into why. I love him so much because it's gonna. You're gonna find out when we get into my miss section. Because yeah, I'm out on DJ Chark. That's the miss. You're you went Jaguars for both. Yes, this yes fucking I guy. I let You know, look. There's definitely it's a similar situation to what you were talking about. I'm not projecting Leviska Chenault to be in the top twelve, but I do think he can crack the top twenty-four. You have a terrible defense. You have a great young quarterback coming in that is getting his feet wet in the NFL. You got Urban Meyer who utilizes a system that is absolutely wonderful for a player like Lavisca Chennault. I could just see him eating up a lot of targets. What I'm, system does he utilize? I mean, it's just that college ran system, and he's somebody that he's, he's like a college player. That Deshaun Jackson is the only player that's ever worked for. Yeah, but I mean, did you watch the ty- the highlights of Lavisca Chennault last year? Yeah, he's he's a good receiver. This is not a knock against Lavisca Chennault. So you don't think it's in crazy? You think it's crazy to, that he could finish in the top twenty four? Yes. I think you're crazy. I,
2: I think it's bad shit crazy. We'll see. I think Marvin Jones is better than him.
0: I think Marvin Jones is a better locker room presence. He's not a better receiver right now. Are you talking about the wide receiver 15 last year? Like he was
2: He was a wide receiver 17 in PPR. Wide receiver 15 in standard. I want to say he was 18. Go ahead and look it up because I, I already will. know this. <laughs> Act like
0: I don't know my Marvin Jones stats. <laughs> You Act are the like highest. your boy don't know about Marvin You Jones. are the highest on Marvin Jones. For a good Look, and I love, reason. I love Marvin Jones. I think Marvin Jones is a value too, but I want the upside in LaVisca Chenault. We know what Marvin Jones is. Marvin Jones is that reliable, well, I don't know if reliable is what I'd put in there. He He's good for, he has those big, he has, he has the big games. That's what really propels him forward.
2: But he doesn't have to have big games. If he's the main receiver, he's good for close to double digit touchdowns and close to a thousand yards. I think Marvin Jones is a great value, but I want the upside of LaVisca Chenault.
1: Uh, I don't want to give my opinion here because I kind of agree with Chris, but I hate him right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, I think I, I like I say, you've been
0: trying to buy him off me in dynasty all year long. So I,
1: I like LaVisca. I think he's a solid player. Um, the main thing that gives me a little bit of worrisome is how pissed off that the Jags were when they couldn't get, um, what's his name? Kadarius Tony. Tony. Like if you have a guy like Laviska, like that seems like that would be his role. You know, those, those jet sweeps those that gadget guy line him up everywhere so like that 5 that's,
2: to 7 yards like quick yeah, and that's kind of what like he
1: did in college so like that's what makes me a little nervous about it where he's not only fighting against Marvin Jones and and uh, DJ Shark but he's also fighting against Travis Etienne so that that's what kind of makes me a little bit worried is you know I feel like they could fill a similar role leading leading to less of his upside so I still like Lavisca but I think that's what you got to consider, too, is not only the receiving room, but Travis Etienne, too.
0: I mean, like I said, the big thing for me is getting him in the ninth round. The up the amount, he, without a doubt, is going to outplay that wide receiver 42 overall tag. Can we not all agree on that? We can all agree on that, yes. He's not the wide receiver 42. No, he's the wide receiver 36.
2: Okay. 35, actually.
0: Even then, that's that's a super value to get in the ninth round. So, But, yeah, I'm very much in on LaVisca. I've been highlighting it all year. You, I mean, if you've been paying attention to this podcast for the entire offseason, you know my love for LaVisca Chenault. I really don't need to go too far into detail on it.
2: Yeah, I'm a fan of LaVisca Chenault. I just don't think this is the year yet, so I'm going to go miss.
0: You're going to go miss in the ninth round. Yep. But you took him in the mock draft episode. Lies. Lies.
1: Yeah, I still got faith in my boy T-Law, so I'll go hit in the ninth. I'll take a shot at him probably.
0: Ryan, who's your hit? Oh, my hit. It's
1: easy. It's fucking miss. C.D.
0: Lamb. Did you do- no, I was just, I was, I was I was just say, fucking with you. For the record, <laughs> just to fuck with
2: me, you're saying that, because CeeDee Lamb is a fucking dog. A lot of swearing in this episode. I'm sorry. But CeeDee Lamb, he was the wide receiver 22 last year on a without his regular starting quarterback, and he might not even have his regular starting quarterback this year. Who knows what's going on with Dak Prescott? I
0: think he's getting Dak back. It's, I think he will, in to the right direction.
2: But even if it's not, you're getting a guy who has almost quarterback-proof upside in his second year Taking that big step forward. He is a stud. He was the best wide receiver to go into the draft last year. Why the Raiders took rugs over him? I mean, even as a rugs fan, I don't see how you can do that. Him and Jerry Judy are just like the two elite, elite talents to come out of that draft last year. CeeDee Lamb is so good at everything. They are moving all of their receivers around all over the place this year. Michael Gallup's getting chances in the slot. CeeDee's getting chances in the slot. Amari Cooper's getting chances in the slot. You get, it's like Oprah, you get something, you get something. <laughs> you
0: get slot targets. You Everybody slot gets targets. slot work.
2: And we're going to see a little bit of a decline of Ezekiel Elliott, which means they're going to have to rely more on their great, talented wide receivers, which they have plenty of. And their tight ends. Great. It's going to be a passing team with a terrible defense. And I'm not even going to say terrible. They might've beefed it up a little bit, but uh, they're still pretty bad. You're going to be in a lot of shootouts and CD lamb is going to be a dog this year. So where is he going at ADP-wise right now, Mr. Sims?
0: Oh, man, you just put me on the spot. I wasn't ready for that. Um, I thought you knew this offhand.
2: Do, do, do.
0: 402. 402. CeeDee Lamb in the fourth round. Does that sound like a steal to any of you guys? It's early. It's 402. I, I like CeeDee Lamb or where he's going. I think the upside's there. My concern is um the fact that he is going, I think he has jumped Amari Cooper. And if Amari Cooper... And that is fair. I think it should be that way. I don't. If Amari Cooper is fully healthy, which it seems like he's going to be, I do think Amari Cooper is the first read on that offense, and not for long. I mean, Ceedee Lamb's phenomenal. I want Ceedee Lamb. I'm not. I'm, your your takes a hit. I want Ceedee Lamb because they're both going in the fourth. So I don't care which one I get, but I do think Amari Cooper is the first read.
1: Yeah, I I mean I agree with him being a hit. I don't know if I agree with Amari Cooper being the first read though. I mean he's still not practicing really. He's getting like very very light work, and like what Ryan highlighted, it's a huge like it's a very good sign that. He's playing on the outside. Because before last year, he was only in the slot. They kind of took him off the field for those two wide receiver sets. So now that they have a little bit more confidence in him, I like C D. Oh, man, to CD
0: about. has jumped Alan Robinson. He's going on average as a wide receiver twelve. Is he real yeah. as he fucking should. I would I mean not over him. Allen Robinson. I was, was say I
1: wouldn't take him
2: over Allen Robinson. No, we'll we'll talk, talk about that later. So wait, why? Do I have him ranked too low? No, I have Allen Robinson way too high. Oh yeah, that's, that, that's <laughs> true.
0: That's that's your like you and Allen Robinson and Marvin Jones. I will die on that stool. Yeah, you're you're greasing up those beefcakes. In the words of Mac, from It's Always Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is, um, So yeah, set up. You hit. That's hits for everybody. Yeah. All right. Let's talk some misses. Though. Let's talk some misses, and I'm gonna kick it off here. DJ Shark, other wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I am completely out on DJ Chark. DJ Chark, since his quote-unquote breakout season, has finished in the top 24, I believe, eight times total since 2019. He's He's injured right now. He's missing very valuable time with his new quarterback, with his new coaching regime. His new coaching regime has already tried to trade him and get him off this team, and on top of that, Urban has already trashed him in the media. Urban clearly does not a fan. They went out and brought in Marvin Jones and paid him very respectively, who to do what DJ Chark is designed to do. Marvin Jones is a similar style of receiver. Chark's probably got more speed, but like as far as catching touchdowns and stuff, I just I don't like it at all. DJ Chark is being drafted as the first wide receiver of the three wide receivers in Jacksonville. I believe he's the wide receiver 33. Last time I checked, which was earlier today. Yeah, that sounds too gross to me. Yeah, no, he's moved up. He's wide receiver, well, yeah, 32.7, so it's 33. And he is going in, what round was it? It was the, I'm stalling while I look at this. He's going in in the seventh round. Stalling?
2: What is stalling?
0: (laughs) Going in the seventh round, which, you know, and like, this was a tough one for me. Because I I was between DJ Chark and Adam Thielen. But because I'm very low on Adam Thielen, I've been very vocal about that. The thing is, though, I think Adam Thielen will still help your team in some way, shape, or form. Even I think he's being overdrafted significantly, but he's still going to be okay for your team. I think DJ Chark is a player that does nothing that is going to be on the waiver wire by week five. That's my. I'm completely out on DJ Chark. He has not been good. He has not been consistent. Somebody, you know. If you want your wide receiver three to have wide receiver two upside, and I just don't see that, so yeah, out.
2: Why would you say something so controversial yet so brave? Because DJ Shark being dropped by week five, I am out on I DJ. I don't Shark. hate it either. I'm out because you're right. Marvin Jones has been brought in, being paid. He's going to be, he's taking that role. Lavisca Chennault, young upcoming wide receiver who is great at a lot of things. He'll be taking a lot. Travis Etienne taking a lot. Tim Tebow, his ass got cut. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I don't think, if we're in terms of talking of how much pie can go around, I don't think Shark will have great, great, great fantasy value pie. And if he's being drafted as the wide receiver, the first wide receiver off of that team, I will agree with you 100% all day. That's a miss.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of disagree with most of what you were saying, Chris, about DJ Shark. I don't think I'm going to be drafting him that high in the seventh, but I'm not completely out on him. I mean, the way I kind of look at the Jags this year is how I looked at the Panthers last year. You know, you had Roby Anderson, solid. DJ Moore, a little bit under, under uh, you know, underplayed where he was drafted at, but still solid. Curtis Samuel, solid. They can, and Mike Davis, solid. Like, they can have, with, with Teddy Bridgewater at the quarterback, so, like, if you're having an upgrade, you know, like a Trevor Lawrence, they're going to be playing really, really fast, going to be playing from behind. I don't hate taking a stab at any of these receivers. It's, you know, it's all about if they slide a little bit. Like, I don't think I'm comfortable where he's at. But I'm not definitely not staying away from him completely. So would you rather have Shark
0: in the 7th or Visca in the ninth?
1: I think, I don't know. I feel like DJ Shark has the ability and the potential to still be that number one guy there. So, I mean, I wouldn't hate either of them, depending on where my team's at. If I'm needing, like, you know, a breakout number one guy and I didn't hit receivers a lot, I'd probably stick with DJ Shark there because he has that potential. But if I have a lot of top-end guys and I want... You know, some you know, he's gonna get some solid looks every week, but he may be the number one, he may be the number three, who knows? I'll probably go with Vista a little bit later. I'd love Shark if he was somewhere else.
0: I agree. If he was on a different team, I, I would be I'd be back in. So we'll see. I mean, that, that's the other thing that concerns me about Shark is he already already tried to trade him once. I think he could be a trade candidate for the trade deadline. He gets shipped somewhere mid season, you never know. I mean, but anyway, yeah. Um, who else? Brian, you want me Who's to go? Most? Yep. Uh, my miss
2: is, I don't know. Was he my miss last year? Yes. All right. Well, I'm you got on.
0: burned last year and you're going to get burned again. I'm this going year.
2: back to that. Well, AJ Brown is my miss and it's AJ Brown is a wide receiver one. I I, like,
0: how did that well work out for you? last yeah,
2: year? It didn't work out too well. He finished as the wide receiver 12th. So he was a wide receiver one. I don't think he goes back to that this year. Not saying he's very far off. He is my wide receiver 13 in my rankings personally, but people are drafting AJ Brown as like almost a top five wide receiver, almost a top six. And while I think he does have the talent, to do that type of stuff. I think his situation kind of hurts that. He's Julio Jones being added there is going to take away a lot of money touches. Derrick Henry is still a 300 carry guy. There is just not enough workload for a guy who only's who's not going to get more than 110 targets this year, probably not more than 75 catches to push for that top top tier wide receiver rankings this year.
1: you think he's going to get under 75 t- catches? I if he's only getting 110 with targets... an
2: extra game. With an extra game.
1: Like, that's crazy to me. I could see him getting 140 targets. I I just think the Tennessee defense is going to take another step back from where they were last year, and I just think that they're going to be forced to have to push the ball down the field. You have a decent point with Julio coming in, but, I mean, Corey Davis wasn't no scrub, you know? And, Corey Davis
2: wasn't no scrub.
1: So, I, I just... I, I could see him, ha- like Julio, having a similar role and them both being solid. And I still think A.J. Brown's a number one there. And they lost, you know, some of their other guys. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm not out on him at right. all. I agree I with everything he you just said. I think he definitely finishes as a top yeah. 12.
2: I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying I'm not going to put my money on it. With the addition of Julio, that hurts a top, top tier upside.
0: Yeah, he's going as the wide receiver 7.3 in the back of the second round.
2: Yeah, I I will be fading that a little bit with the addition of Julio. I will be taking him around wide receiver 12, 13. Now, it's worth noting
0: Julio is dealing with a, I think it's a hamstring injury right now. Is He's he not? When is he not? Uh, it's true.
1: I, just, I mean, if you can start your team, CMC, Dalvin Cook, or whoever you decide to take in the first few picks, and, and then and match get him Brown. with A.J. Brown, yeah. like I'm in. That, that's an unreal... Team setup,
2: I I'm, feel like. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not against you having AJ Brown on your team. I took him in our dynasty draft. You, you clearly tournament. are. And you no, traded him in that dynasty. I'm just against league. people going after him as a top five, top six, top seven
0: wide receiver when I don't think he's gonna have that volume. I don't I think he is. I think that he I mean he doesn't he's proven it time and time again. He doesn't need the volume. He's gonna get double digit touchdowns. He's one of the best yards after the catch players in this league. He did everything he did last year on two bum legs. Like he is a phenomenal football player and i'm not betting against that talent especially on a team that you literally have to pick your poison you cannot double team aj brown you cannot focus too much on aj brown you got to focus in on henry you got to pay attention and give respect to julio i i I mean that's fair i I understand your argument i mean i'm not like i don't think you're crazy for it like i think some of your the other takes you say are crazy but i I don't agree with it i think your take is a miss
1: yeah me too if you know i was in aj brown for being my number one receiver this year before julio got there so you know, having him as my sixth, seventh, eighth receiver because Julio got there. Like, I I had Calvin Ridley even higher last year. I was to
0: say Calvin Ridley's had no problem producing as a yeah, wide receiver. So I don't. Calvin Ridley's better than AJ Brown. No, we, I mean they're they're very close. You can make that uh, argument. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I think you, but like, it's not crazy to say AJ Brown's better than Calvin Ridley. It's not crazy to say Calvin Ridley's better than AJ Brown. Matt Ryan's a better quarterback. They're right than in the same Ken tier. Hill. Not right now, he's not. I mean, Tannehill's been lighting it up.
2: Yeah, Tannehill's been fine, but Matt Ryan's also forty years old. So, okay, not right now he's not, but well, we're right now.
0: We're not eight years ago. <laughs> no, but I'm talking like a year ago, two years ago. I think the I think since Tannehill's been in Tennessee, he's been a better quarterback than Matt Ryan. Yeah, and he's since he's been to Tennessee, he's had AJ Brown.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's had Derrick Henry too. That opens up a lot.
0: That does help. So, fair enough. Uh, let's move along, so we don't have another hour and a half long episode. Seto, who's your miss?
1: All right, uh, my miss is Mr. Kenny G uh, going over to the New York football Giants this year. Um, I'm just, I I think he has the ability and the, the talent to, f- you know, finish as like a top 24 guy. I'm just not going to be drafting him this year. It's a guy I'm willing to miss on. I'm willing to kind of just avoid altogether. It's a very crowded receiver room. You know, Danny Dimes with his turnovers and his run snaking, like that could just, you know, hurt, hurt you a little bit, you know, and i I'm just, it, I think Danny Dimes could take a step forward, but you know you're putting a lot of, lot of faith in in a guy who hasn't really shown it too much, with the experience Danny Dimes has had to you know house that good ass receiver. So, you know he has injury concerns. He's only had one season over five touchdowns, and he's already 28. He's a like not as old of a player NFL wise, you know, because he started as as a 24 year old guy. So he just got his first contract, but he's already 28. We're looking at other receivers like an Odell or something like that being like way past their prime. And, you know, they're never going to hit those numbers again. And that's where he's at. So it's like I just I think it's time to move on from Kenny G and I'm going to be, you know, staying away from him.
0: I agree with everything you just said. 27 for the record.
1: Okay, he'll be 28 when the season is up.
0: I don't know when his actual birthday is, but anyway. um, Enough with
1: you fucking fact-checking me (laughs) in between everything I fucking say. I got to throw you off. And also, via Fantasy Pros ADP, he was wide receiver 24, 64th overall. I'd much rather have a ton of other people around him. Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Roby Anderson, Odell, IUK. there's a ton of people around there I'd rather have for the upside. We finally
0: agree on something. Really? I would ra- I would rather have Jamar Chase than Kenny Galladay in this year. I would. I'd
2: rather I, have all of those people more than Kenny Galladay. I mean,
0: I was gonna be in on Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay was a candidate to be one of my hits early in the year, but now Kenny Galladay is already dealing with another hamstring injury, and this is not like a bullshit, you know, smoke fire injury. No, this is a significant injury. He's missing time. Did you guys see that pass from Danny Dimes? You didn't see the interception that he threw? No. Where there was literally not even a giant's wide receiver within twenty yards of him? He literally just threw the ball to the other team. (laughs) Like, I I just, I can't be in on this team with the Giants. I mean, I can be in on Saquon when he comes back because I've seen running backs be good with bad quarterbacks and bad teams, but I don't, I can't be in on dimes. And Kenny Galladay's already missing time to get chemistry with his quarterback. Going in the fifth round, I I like the player. I think he's very talented, but, you know, it's just, it's not there. I'm not, I'm not using that fifth round pick on him. I agree. This take is a hit.
1: Takes a hit. All right, that'll do it. All right,
2: you guys ready for our consensus rankings? Let's do it. Oh, I love it.
1: So I, th- I guess we're going to probably do it similar to how we did it last time, right? With yeah, the we consensus. got a consensus and we're all going uh, I want to make it. a suggestion. I say we go and just state our top 12, then we can That's discuss... Fair. State our thirteen through twenty-four. Discuss and then the thirty-six. If you guys don't mind.
0: Do you mean like state our top twelve individually? And then no, no, like the do consensus?
1: the consensus, and then after we get through the twelve, you Talk know, about the guys we want. Oh, them. I had him there. I had him there. That way, just, that way, it's easier for people listening to be able to track. You know, we're not getting an over discussion on one player, and they're like, "Wait, where are they at again?"
0: I mean, I'm open. I'm I'm open for whatever. I don't care. Let's do it. We wing shit here. That's how we do it. Consensus, we got Devontae Adams coming in at wide receiver one. Tyreek Hill is our wide receiver two. Stephon Diggs, between the three of us, is at wide receiver three. We got Calvin Ridley at four. DeAndre Hopkins is wide receiver number five. Keenan Allen comes in at wide receiver number six for the charges. Charges. Justin Jefferson playing for the Minnesota Vikings at wide receiver seven. Allen Robinson, the second AR-15 don't even know why we call him that wide receiver eight DK Metcalf <laughs> consensus wide receiver nine, AJ Brown at wide receiver 10, Terry McLaurin, the F one breakout of the year at wide receiver 11 and CD lamb rounds out our wide receiver ones at 12.
1: I'm pretty sure AR 15 was when he was in Jacksonville. He was I number 15. number fifteen. He was. He was. Yep. Yeah.
0: And he is not number 15. Anymore. Number 12. My favorite number. AR 12 is not bad. You know? Well, that's what place you finish in most of your leagues every year. So I understand yeah. what's your favorite number.
1: So my biggest my biggest difference, I would say, is my hit of the year, Jamar Chase, is in my top twelve. We don't do so. I got him number nine.
0: Let's let's not talk about Jamar Chase. Anymore. Not not going to do it. I'm just <laughs> saying that's my
1: biggest one. Um, and I also have Calvin Ridley ahead of a lot of the guys you guys have close to him, but I have him number two. I like it. I'm okay with that. I, I think that's. I think Calvin Ridley could be the
0: wide receiver one. I think that's possible. Oh yeah. I, I I don't think that's like unrealistic to say. That's why he's my number 4. I think anyone in like our top 5 is contending for that number 1 spot. I'd agree. Um so I definitely I have Tyreek Hill at 1. You guys both have Adams there. Um there's I just I like Tyreek Hill. I like the quarterback that he's got. I like the situation. I mean, I don't really have to make arguments. Like there's no as argument to Why here. you like Tyreek Hill? Um I think one thing the one I would like to highlight and I need to see where you guys have him really quick cuz one thing. So we all are kind of right there. We are all consensusly calling out for the breakout of Terry McLaurin into wide receiver one territory. I have him at eleven. You both have him at twelve. So I think that that's worth talking about because he's never, you know, his best finish prior has been wide receiver twenty-two. I, I'm all in on the Terry McLaurin. I think my hit last year was a year too early or was a year too late. I think that this is a great situation for Terry. You know, we've seen what Fitzmagic likes to do with his receivers. We've seen with somebody on that team is going to get peppered with targets. It's definitely going to be him. Curtis Samuel is not a command targets kind of player. No, he's a gadget player.
1: also hasn't been on the practice field since June. Exactly. So,
0: So, I mean, you guys already know how much I love Terry McLaurin, but I'm curious, what made you guys also jump on board with the ship?
2: It's the talent alone for me. Terry McLaurin is so fucking good at football. He is great at stretching the field. He's great at catching every pass thrown his way. And I was talking to my brother about this the other day. I'm going to like him, too, an Allen Robinson type of player, where he'll be... Hopefully he gets his quarterback because he, he'll be great without one.
1: Yeah, for me, it it just comes down to, you know, the situation. I think with Curtis Samuel going there, it made me a little bit nervous for him to be able to, but he he has one of those groin injuries that's going to be lingering on and off all year. Not a lot of competition for Terry McLaurin, aside from maybe LT3, you know, Logan Thomas, and I just think that that offense is to be so much better with an upgraded quarterback. So I'm I'm in on Terry for sure.
0: Now he's going in the fourth round. That is pretty high capital to invest in somebody that has n- literally only seen 22 overall at the best. Do you guys are you guys comfortable with that?
2: Yeah, I'd be comfortable with Terry McLaurin as my wide receiver one on my team. If, That's fair.
1: If he's going in the fourth round, I would love to smash a running back in the first and go three straight receivers and have and then draft Jamar Chase in the fifth round. And so go four
0: straight receivers. Yeah,
1: yeah, literally four straight. Four <laughs> straight. Be a three maybe three wide receiver league. Maybe mix up a tight end or another position in there. And if he's not my number one guy on my fantasy team, you have built-in protection for it. That's that's solid. I feel like there's so much value at receiver position this year.
0: I would love to have Terry as my wide receiver too. I don't know if I want. I don't know if I want him as my wide receiver one that I'm dependent on because then you are absolutely relying on the breakout
1: yeah if you're if you're kind of avoiding receiver position until round four though like you're kind of in the hole i feel like already like i i think you need to hit that position early and often normally i'm a rb heavy guy but i just think that the it's more of a crap shoot at the rb position this year than it is at the receivers there's literally like 20 receivers that could finish in the top 10 and they could be dominant finish in that top five even like which there's so much depth there. You're going to have such an advantage if you're drafting these receivers early, I feel like.
0: And I think that's fair to say because I I, I wanted Terry McLaurin higher in my rankings. I tried really hard to make that happen. But the, there actually is a lot of really good receivers this year. So um, But speaking of one that you just brought up, let's move forward here. Mr. Rydog, you got Allen Robinson all the way up at wide receiver number six.
2: I said on Twitter that he was going to be in my top five, and he didn't quite crack that. He made it to wide receiver number six overall. And that is a power play by me because he is a 150 target guy who has never had a great quarterback. And he's getting that upgrade this year. What Andy Dolan or Justin Fields are better than what he's had throughout his career. Is anyone against that?
0: I agree. You're, but you're, your volume slutness is showing right now. It, is there a reason to, for it not
2: to be showing? 150 targets, a guy who can push for 120 I, catches.
1: I think you could have more than 150.
2: Exactly,
0: he, he probably
1: will. He, he
2: could push into the ones. He can be getting Michael Thomas type looks from 2019 in a 17 game season if he has a great quarterback play. Whether that, I hope that comes from Justin Fields. Justin Fields looks like he can put that ball in that spot, and he's a first read type of guy. Who's the first read in that Chicago offense? It's Mr. Allen Robinson. Give me that a hundred percent of the time.
0: Fields did look good. I just I can't do wide receiver six. That's too high for me. That's that's not what Allen Robinson is in my opinion. He doesn't get enough scoring opportunity. It seems like I don't. I definitely think he's a wide receiver one, but he's not my he's not top six.
1: Yeah, I kind of I kind of have the same opinion that uh, Chris was kind of saying about Terry. Where I would love to have AR fifteen as my wide receiver two. Like if I got one of those top three top four guys and I somehow snagged him in like the third round. Like I feel like that's a crazy build for your team. Like that's where I would be looking to add an Allen Robinson. That's
0: fair. That is absolutely fair. Um, let's see. Is there any other? Is there anything else that stands out to you guys here in the top twelve that um, you feel the need to hammer?
2: I see we're all pretty high on Justin Jefferson again. Uh, we're going that that wasn't an outlier year. We're pretty uh, we're thinking he's pretty good, huh?
1: Yeah, you you can see talent when you can see it, and he's just one of those guys who's dominant. As is my hit of the year, Jamar Chase. I'm going to keep hammering that fucking shit you, home. You, I don't give a hey, shit what it's you guys fine. say.
2: Hammer at home. I'm, I'm with you. I will be
1: back there cheering you on. Yeah, I... And I'm pissed. Real quick, I'm also pissed. I don't even have him yet on any of my teams. I'm pissed about that.
0: You're probably not going to get him. I know. Because <laughs> he's not... A, everybody's all in on him.
1: But... I'll draft him around early. Fuck it.
0: Take him in the third. I'm all for that. Go for it. All the leagues that are in with me, do that. So, but, um, yeah, I... You know, I worry about Jefferson being where he's at, but I, I put him where I put him above Allen Robinson in mind because I want the upside. Justin Jefferson has wide receiver number one overall possibilities. That's something he could do. I could see that. That's not something I can see Allen Robinson doing. I know you don't feel the same, Mr. Ryan over here. Forget Chubb for Chubb. It's Chubb for Robinson for you. I am Button. Fully torqued for Robinson. Yeah, you're the you're the meme of that guy walking with his girlfriend and looking behind him, and it's like AJ Brown is the girlfriend that's looking at him and like Allen Robinson, and it says the target amount. Yeah, that that's that's you. That meme. verbal meme. So, uh, is there anything else in the top twelve here that you guys want to talk about? I think that um we're all pretty high on Keenan Allen, I, rightfully so. Yep. Um, we all got. Do we all have Calvin Ridley in our top five? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's that's definitely there. DeAndre Hopkins is uh somebody that seems to be, you know, I mean, it seems like he's going to be in the same role he was in last year, which I think kind of caps his upside, but he's definitely a reliable also guy. Puts a pretty high floor on him as well. Yes. I would have to agree. So we're moving forward to our wide receiver twos. Yep. Let's do it. So consensus wide receiver 13. Wide receiver two would be, uh, again, we're going, uh you know, normal 12-man standard, half PPR. That's what we do. That's how we do things around here. That's how we do it. So wide receiver 13, Amari Cooper for the Dallas Cowboys. Chris Godwin comes in at wide receiver 14. Our, how many? I'm Godwin over Evans. Did you notice that we went cowboy, cowboy, buccaneer, buccaneer? We did. Just Mike <laughs> Evans is our wide receiver 15. Uh, Julio Jones is our wide receiver 16. Cooper Cup coming in at wide receiver 17. Tyler Lockett at wide receiver 18. Robert Woods at 19. Jamar Chase at wide receiver 20. DJ Moore at wide receiver 21. Deontay Johnson, my wide receiver 16, at 22. Adam Thielen at 23. And Odell Beckham rounds out our... Wide receiver twos at wide receiver twenty four. So, let's uh, see really here because said I know you you know, I know you fixed your rankings here, but I wanna th- I want to talk about the Tampa Bay receivers for a second. If that's cool with you guys, that's cool with me because I'm Godwin over Evans. I'm Godwin over Evans as well.
1: I'm Evans over Godwin. I'm way over on
2: Godwin Godwin's Same. in my wide receiver one ranking. Same. Godwin yeah. is make Godwin cracked my top twelve.
1: I was very curious on how he crept up that high. No, he didn't he?
2: We know no. no he's, yeah, he's thirteen. He's I my eleventh.
1: Well. I got I got Godwin down at twenty two. Um, and that's mainly off of the role that Godwin plays. Uh, he's a t- destroyer in the slot, and he's, he can play outside fine, too. Um, he's just he's battled some injuries, and Antonio Brown, if he plays all season, he can play a very similar role that Godwin can play. And that's what makes me nervous. Mike Evans is the outlier. Mike Evans is the different type of receiver on that team, and his role is set. He's going to get 1,000 yards. He'll get you six to eight touchdowns most likely. So I think he's so consistent. I'm taking Mike Evans over Godwin all day long.
0: I could argue that Antonio Brown could play both roles because I've seen him do it for years and years and years. He can play Mike Evans' role just as good as Mike Evans. He can play Chris Godwin's role just as good as Chris Godwin. Yeah, but Antonio Brown is a
1: hard player to get. That gauge.
0: is the X factor, I agree. But he that,
1: doesn't have the size as Mike Evans. Right.
0: And, you know, I do think that there's probably more safety in the Mike Evans pick, but I think there's more upside in Chris Godwin. That's why I would prefer Chris Godwin. Yeah, because
2: Chris Godwin, he has... Wide receiver one upside. He was the wide receiver two two years ago. Yes. Injuries really hampered him last year, and that it was kind of weird. he was still really good. he was still really good. Chris Godwin, he's a stud of a player, and touchdown Tommy finds his guy. So if Chris Godwin happens to be healthy this year, happens to be fully healthy, and he's hammering in as Tom Brady's guy, that could be a top 10 wide receiver.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love Godwin, but I feel like every season we get farther and farther away from that wide receiver two finish that season looks more and more like an outlier than what he really does. Yeah, but what was We're he only last
0: won?
2: year? He was – ooh, that's a good question.
0: I think he was – He was
1: He was hurt a lot of last year, so yeah, I bet his numbers aren't that Broken finger high. and, then, like,
0: bum legs, too. But yeah. that's the thing. His number was still really good while being hurt. He he was, like, he I finished, think he was a lifesaver, too. Um, let's see. He was the wide receiver 31. Is this full PPR or half? I got to double check. Yeah, this is a full PPR league. So let me go over to So
1: I mean that that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. in, that was but, mainly off of injury and, and I get and that. And missed a few but, games. Yeah. I just I, I think that there's way more security in Mike Evans than there is Godwin. And when you're when you're drafting those types of guys like your wide receiver twos, you're you're not looking for, you know, my 25, 30 point games anymore. You're looking for a guy who can get me Fifteen to twenty-five on a regular basis, and that's Mike Evans all day.
0: I I can't argue with that. Either. I do think Mike Evans is a safer pick, but Mike Evans at the same time for, you know, we are throwing safety and security on his name. It really wasn't that kind of a ride last year. I mean, if I don't recall, he did have a zero point game. He's kind of he probably does. I mean, I mean he's not a weak winner, but he's not a season
2: loser. He is a somebody who will get you like said. Said thousand yards, six to eight touchdowns. He is. He's got a floor a season floor of any wide receiver you'd want on your team.
0: Yeah, I mean, I season overall, but there's I'm looking at a stat line right now. There's a lot of 6.7, 1.5, 4.7, 8.4. And what worries me is when Godwin was on the field at the same time as him and healthy, Godwin significantly out-targeted him. Oh, yeah. So, and I mean, what's to hammer the point even more? What's that I was saying? Antonio Brown was out-targeting both of them as well. Yep. But it's definitely interesting. This is a this is a team that I want pieces of their receiving room. But all of them hold risk in their own matter, except for Antonio Brown. He's a smash value. Smash. So um, does anybody else stand out? I mean, I got I – I think Deon- you
1: guys got my boy Lockett way too low. Really? You got. You guys both have him. I think Ryan's is a l- little bit higher. I think
0: I have him at 23. I've
1: got yeah. him at 20. And he's – I think he's, like, on the board he's, – he's just like the Rams receivers, the Cowboy receivers, the Buccaneers receivers. Like, I'll take both of them all day long some some would say I would take Lockett over DK. Not in my rankings, because I think DK has that, you know, unreal, untapped talent that we're kind of waiting to see it still. But Tyler Lockett's Russ's guy. I mean, he's going to be solid, and he's going to win you weeks. Yeah, he kind of cooled off a little bit towards the end of the season, but he's still a stud. That's and my
2: biggest concern with him is he'll win you weeks. But he'll lose you weeks. But he'll lose you weeks. He When you're having, you know, 200 yards and three touchdown games – every four weeks, but you're not doing too much in between that. That's kind of worrisome as a fantasy owner. I, and I had Lockett in one of my leagues last year, and he was a weak winner. But he was also a, can I even play him this week? Or is he going to have another dud?
1: I think anyone who can score you 35 points, you're not going to be playing the matchup situation. And that's what Tyler Lockett can do. I was doing that in an eight-man league.
0: Yeah, but the problem well, that's, is... that's is,
1: different, because you have studs all yeah. over your team, but...
0: It's the problem. It's like he'll have wide receiver one, but then he'll slip to wide receiver 72. Wide receiver 53. Wide receiver one, but then back to wide receiver 58. Wide receiver 68. I mean, and this, for me, I agree. I think that Tyler Lockett is a good pick. I don't have – I think that you have a valid point that maybe he is too low in my rankings. But similar to so like what you were talking about last week, setup with the Alvin Kamara situation, I set my rankings to work for the way I draft. I in that wide receiver two range for me and my style of playing fantasy football – I'm usually looking for consistency. That's usually something that I want, and that's not something that Tyler Lockett resembles. I like to be a little riskier with my wide receiver one and get the Robert Woods and the guys like that that can carry me as my wide receiver two, which is why I definitely probably faded Lockett more than I should have. So I think you have a valid point. He's definitely probably too low in my rankings, but at the same time, I do think there's serious concerns on a week-to-week basis if you can trust this guy in your lineup because I do think DK Metcalf is going to take another step forward. So, uh, any other any other things here? Let's talk Ram receivers. Cooper Let's Cup talk Ram receivers
2: because Cooper Cup cracked our higher than Robert Woods in our consensus. I'm higher on uh, Robert Woods. Robert Woods is my wide receiver 14.
0: That's fair. Yeah. I, I think Cooper Cup holds more upside. That's That's what it comes down to.
2: I don't even know if that's and personally. I don't even know if that's true to me. I think Robert Woods is—he's a consistent great wide receiver. He will find a way to befriend his quarterback. He get—he has rushing upside, so you got to add practically a hundred yards into whatever you think his receiving total is, and possibly a touchdown. And he's a safe target on everything. Cooper Cup—he's a, a move around the fields. He'll kind of always find his way open. But Robert Woods is a move around the field, and no matter if he's covered, he's always open. So Robert Woods is a. Great wide receiver. He's getting a little older, which is kind of concerning. But other than that, he's getting a big upgrade at quarterback. They just lost their running back. Robert Woods could be in for a stud wide receiver one year this year.
1: Yeah, I kind of have all of the same opinions on Cooper Cup over Robert Woods. I think, kind of like Chris was saying about consistency, if you have two guys that you drafted at the receiver position before these guys come up, and you have two dominant, consistent guys, I go Cooper Cup. I think he's more... Up and flow uh, or up and down, and uh, Robert Woods is more consistent, you know, with that solid 10 to 15 every week. But Cooper Cup can get you 30, 35, kind of like the Lockett situation, where I want those guys on my team because if he can get me 35 and Lockett gets me six and I got both of them, I'm still doing okay, you yeah. know. So I, I like Cooper Cup, I think he's the red zone target, I think he's a money in the slot. and. You know, I'm, I'm all about Cooper Cup, and I was last year. I was the year before, and he's never done me really wrong unless he's not playing. Yeah, that's fair.
0: I, for me, it's it's strictly later ADP of the two. That's the one I want. But if I had to pick straight head up, I'd go Cooper Cup. So um, let's talk a guy that I think is going to take a massive step forward here, and that's uh, Brandon Ayuk. How do you guys feel about Brand- the whole San Francisco receiving option? And I have one more thing I want to hammer in this section. I don't know how you guys feel, but... I'm very much in on Brandon Ayuk this year. I have him all the way up at my wide so he's receiver. He's not even in
2: this section for our consensus.
0: No, but I have him at wide receiver twenty two. So that's and you why guys don't. No,
2: you're right. We're a little bit lower on him. And I, I agree. I think Brandon Ayuk is a stud. I need to see what Trey Lands can do first before I start putting his wide receivers who aren't top, top tier guys into that top almost half to draft category.
1: Yeah. I I think my biggest issue with Ayuk is I really like Debo coming out of school. Like coming out of college, and he had one solid year, was kind of hurt and banged up a little bit. So, like, I feel like they drafted Debo to be the player that IUK is turning into. So, that's I don't know exactly how it's going to work, um, you know, with that situation with a George Kittle run heavy offense. Um, so, I'm not out on IUC, but there are other guys in more pass happy offenses I'd probably want more.
0: That's fair. I-, I think that IUK takes a big step forward this year, and I'm very excited about him. Uh, does that, I don't want to hog all the time. So does anybody have something else they want to talk about?
1: The last uh, thing I have that's pretty different from you guys is you guys have Deontay Johnson really, really, really high. Um, I don't
0: think wide receiver 16 is really high.
1: That's that's outrageously high. Um, wide receiver 21 for me. Yeah, I got him down at 28. Which is um, ridiculous. I think with Deontay, the, the biggest thing you got to look at is he kind of struggled with um, drops last year. Not saying that's going to be a huge issue with targets, but they're going to want to pound the ball more. They're not going to want to see Big Ben throw the ball 600 times with their terrible offensive line. There's no possible way in history that he can ever be that good with that bad of an offensive line. <laughs> um, so, you know, because that directly correlates to how good the best receiver on the teams will be. I have deeply so, hurt
0: this man. Too. Um,
1: so that's where I'm at with it is is I don't know. I feel like there's going to be good receiving options in this, in this room, like in the, the Steelers' room, you know, whether it's Claypool, Juju, or Deontay, I think it's a crapshoot. And that's what made me move him down. There's not a clear guy who's gonna be the leader. I don't I, I don't see it. And Deontay was all about volume last year. He wasn't very efficient with it. And that's what makes me nervous. Like if his targets drop a little bit and they use Claypool in that role a little bit and they want to get him going, or Juju or Najee for Christ's sake, like who knows where his stat line's gonna finish out. That's what makes me nervous—just the overcrowded room.
2: Yeah, I have nothing to argue with you against that. You know, I have a lot to argue. I'm a volume horse, so that's why I have him as my wide receiver 21 because he is one of the few receivers that you can project in the league to have 100 plus, 110 to 120 plus targets in a season. So that's why I have him a, higher than that.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's not. I'm the Steelers fan here. I'm telling you, it's not going to decrease. Deontay Johnson is by far, without a doubt, easily the best pick that you can make at the wide receiver position in the fifth round. It's not even not even a question so but and that it a lot of that has to the volume's not going away and it doesn't matter what the team might want to do you know you can say they might want to put claypool here but they're not going to you know why because ben rafflesberger likes deontay johnson and ben rafflesberger runs that offense that's ben's boy he's been ben's boy since antonio brown has left so i have no i have nothing to not think that that was like one
1: season really of him being like uh, his guy
0: yeah, but you can. It's clear as day when you watch that team that Deontay Johnson is playing the Antonio Brown role.
1: I mean, there was one season where Juju was his guy. There was a season where Juju was drafted in the second and third round. Juju because was, of that.
0: That was that was the year with Antonio Brown though. But but Antonio what I'm Brown saying still is that Juju. that
1: offense switches and transitions all the time. You can't just look at that team and see, oh yeah, he got all those targets. He's going to get them all because I mean, Claypool showed so much spark last year with his with the ball in his hands. Who's to say they're not going to give him more screen looks? Claypool's definitely got the highest upside of any of those receivers. I,
0: I think Claypool does have the highest upside overall as a player, but I'm telling you, as somebody that watches every single game that they play, they have a Ben has a consistent X receiver throughout his entire career, from Plexico Burris to Heinz Ward to Antonio Brown to Deontay Johnson. Juju has never been the X receiver; he's always been the number two. The entire year that Juju was quote unquote good was the year that Ben was out for the entire year. And he still didn't top Deontay Johnson in yards. So I I'm telling you, I watch all these games. Deontay Johnson is the ex receiver yep. for Rafflesberger. Give he's me those ten to targets a game. All the targets, he's going to get the good looks. Claypool will get the deep ball. Claypool's gonna have the most yards per reception, probably. The most touchdowns, and probably. It's possible. But I'm all in, especially in a PPR format, on somebody that I can get in the fifth round that is probably going to see in between 130 and 150 targets. I'm in. Deontay, wide receiver 16 for me. So. All
2: right. Um, one last thing in this wide receiver 2 section. Adam Thielen is our wide receiver 23. I think that we're was all a- pretty low on him.
0: I wanted to bring it.
2: Wait,
1: you at- no, I'm I'm at 18. I think I'm too low on him. I need to move him up.
2: You're at 18? Yeah. Oh, really? Do you know where I have him? Where do you have him? Whereas you have to dig, because he's my thirty-four. 15. He's my wide receiver 34. That's what set off because, like, as I'm looking, I'm like, I know we're all pretty low on him. I guess at fifteen, I didn't realize I was that high. He,
1: on him. He's the red zone target in Minnesota. Yeah. He's gonna get that, and he's gonna keep getting that. So regardless of what Jefferson does, he has a good role. So I said I'm, Irv
2: Smith's name wrong. I'm about to say I think Irv Smith kind of hacks into that. Those I don't 14, even th-
1: fifteen touchdowns. I don't think Irv Smith is even the 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 number one tight end option on that team anymore.
0: Over like, who? who? Conklin,
1: my boy Conklin's been tearing it up,
0: and that is an example of reading way too much into preseason. We'll hiding.
1: talk about that next week. Now, yeah, I I just think that it's it's clear every year we talk about Dylan getting older. He's thirty. He's thirty one. He's thirty two. He's thirty eight this year. Guess what? He's still getting the red zone targets. It's <laughs> like. So I, I'm not I out talk on, about I don't think there's I'm any reason to be either. out on Thielen,
2: but I'm there's out. plenty of reason to not draft as your wide receiver one or two.
0: I, I think there's plenty of reasons to be out on Thielen. I think that this team, this team focused on their defense hard. They had a lot of opt outs last year from COVID. They're all coming back. This is a strong defensive minded organization that is going to get back to having a team that doesn't need to throw the ball the way that they did last year. Kirk cousins had a 36 touchdown season last year. That was an outlier. That doesn't happen for Kirk Cousins on a regular basis. That touchdown number is more than likely going down, which that's what correlates to Adam Thielen's success, is the touchdowns. On top of that, you have Justin Jefferson, a star wide receiver that is taking another step forward that is not bad in the red zone himself. And then you got the emergence of Erd Smith. You know, I bet against Adam Thielen last year, and it burned me. And similar to like you, Ryan, with A.J. Brown, I'm going back to that well. But I'm confident this one's not going to burn me. I think that Adam Phelan takes a very significant step back this year. you got going to go gonna... back
1: to the well, and you go going to drown.
0: All right, let's talk wide receiver threes and wrap
2: this shit up.
0: Let's get into it. Our consensus wide receiver number 25 is Jerry Judy. I think that he has strong breakout potential. Huge breakout potential. He was almost my hit. And he was I was very very close. T. Higgins at wide receiver twenty six. Brandon Ayukin at wide receiver twenty seven. LaVisca Chenault going to wide receiver twenty eight. That's all thanks to me. Roby Anderson at twenty nine. Kenny Galladay. Wow. We all faded him wide receiver 30 chase Claypool at wide receiver 31 Juju Smith-Schuster at wide receiver 32 Cortland Sutton at wide receiver 33 Debo Samuel is our consensus wide receiver 34 Mike Williams gets into the wide receiver threes at 35 and Marvin Jones is going to round out our wide receiver threes at 36
2: should be a wide receiver one. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay. Obviously the big one here is Jerry Judy. Like you said, he's got huge breakout potential. I wish he had a better quarterback and maybe he does. Maybe Drew Locke unlocks it, or maybe Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Two Gloves, steps in there and actually finds another thousand plus yard receiver. Because Cortland Sutton, I as much as I think he's a great talent, he just ain't it. Jerry Judy is that guy. Jerry Judy is a stud of a football player. So if he has any type of top, top tier volume, you're gonna get top, top tier production.
1: Yeah, also too, we've seen Teddy, like I said earlier in the show, about you know, housing those solid three receivers plus uh, Corlin Sutton's not looking good coming back from his ACL. Um, he's been taken off the field a couple times due to soreness and preventative stuff. So yeah, I'm all in on Judy for sure.
0: Which I actually hear that Sutton's starting to look better. Um, I, I actually had this conversation, uh, I think it was yesterday. I don't think it's fair to compare the two. I really don't. It's I think not. they're very, very different receivers and I think they complement each other very well. I've been saying that I look at Jerry Judy as like a Keenan Allen and I think Cortland Sutton's like an Allen Robinson. They're just different kind of guys and and, whichever extra good receiver you want to slot in there. But I am all for the breakout of Jerry Judy this year because I think that Jerry Judy for this offense is a better fit. Drew Locke and Teddy Two Gloves, they're not the kind of quarterbacks that are good enough to utilize Cortland Sutton the way that he's best utilized. He's a contested catch guy. You have to have precision. Wow. And you have to be able to, you know. You have to have confidence in throwing that ball. Yeah. And you have to be able to thread the needle and get it where, you know, in right where it needs to be for Cortland Sutton to make that catch. That's not Jerry Judy's game. Jerry Judy is a route running mastermind. He gets open. He needs to fix a drop issue that he had last year. We're talking about Deontay Johnson with the drops. Jerry Judy was worse. So that's something he needs to fix. But I'm confident that he can fix it because that wasn't a problem that, you know, I consistently seen saw him have in college. So no. I think that was just an outlier of him getting his feet wet in the NFL and dealing with shoddy quarterback play. And hopefully, you know, one of these quarterbacks can take a step forward and support two good options because that's really all this team needs is a good quarterback for the entire team to go nuclear. Yeah, bird.
1: Judy had, I think it was the lowest uh percentage of catchable balls thrown to him um, as like a top like 40 receiver last yeah, year. Yeah. Plus his catch rate was like 50-55%. That's definitely going to go up with Teddy Two Gloves. Love that nickname. And uh, do you so think yeah. it's
0: Teddy Two Gloves though? Because it seems it's like, Drew Lock at the moment. if Drew Lock has one more okay performance in preseason, I think it's safe to say Drew Lock is the starter. I, I believe Drew Lock is the starter. I
1: think I think that uh, front office and that those people kind of know what they have with Drew Lock. So if, if he does start, it'll be a short leash. Yeah, but everybody knows what they have with Teddy Two
2: Gloves too. You have he, a
1: yeah, but a he, system. Eh, you, have
2: you have a fine enough quarterback.
1: <laughs> I, I feel like Teddy Two Gloves though isn't a guy who's gonna. Throw interceptions and throw you out of games. Where that is what Drew Lock can do. He can that throw does. for three touchdowns and three hundred yards, or he'll throw four picks and one hundred and twenty yards.
0: That that is what Drew Lock does. He throws interceptions. That he does. He's the only person, the only quarterback that I can pick offhand that turns the ball over more than he does is Danny Dimes.
2: Yeah, but does Teddy Teddy Two Gloves sing Young Jeezy on the sideline?
0: I don't think he does. I Don't think so. Teddy Two Gloves also got booed. Drew Lock needs to keep his girlfriend locked up. <laughs> because we all know why teddy got booted out of carolina
2: <laughs> sam darnold <laughs> any who what else do we want to talk about here in our wide receiver
1: threes our uh, consensus uh wide wide receiver threes are all pretty similar to the guys i got kind of right around there so same i'm here I, i'm i'm pretty good with that that version of the discussion you guys got anything else i think
0: um, we're all high on until Anto- well so we're who's the highest on antonio brown is it me i have him at third i don't
2: even have him in my top four or top yeah, he's not in my top forty, and that's just out of like a weird feeler. I think Antonio Brown could be a top twenty-four guy. You talked all this shit about having him in your top thirty, and he's we're, not even in your top forty. Projecting guys, I'm looking like he's getting older. He's got a lot of other things going like in that offense to where I think there are a lot of guys that I I'm more safe projecting higher than him. Not saying I'd rather have them, but that I'd rather that I think will do better.
0: You know, and somebody that I think is interesting to bring up that I think could vary much outplay where we have him in the consensus is uh mike williams and said i i think that i applaud how high you are on him but i think that he's somebody that can definitely like take a big step forward this year especially with that offense that offensive line and the way everything's set up and the yeah, but they've been loving palmer uh, yeah they can love palmer but i think mike williams is a better receiver right now than palmer
1: i think preseason hype is palmer and you need to avoid that if you're going to be drafting smart.
2: We've all been trying to hammer Mike Williams for the, for his entire career. He was drafted in the top 10 of regular football for a reason. The dude was a beast at Clemson, but he just hasn't found it yet and they didn't pick up his option, right? No, they didn't. Yeah, so he'll be a free agent next year. I'm not worried about that for that this That doesn't year, sink though. confidence for this year.
0: I don't know. To me that says the opposite. I think the coaching staff wants to get him targets and help him get a contract. The coaching staff has been very much talking him up. I think
2: and, I'm just too high on Eckler and Keenan Allen. For he, him he's just
1: such for a big play receiver. Mm-hmm. He He's going to always have over 15, 16 yards a catch. So I think there's something for that. If we expect Justin Herbert to take a step and the Chargers to take a step, you got to think Mike Williams is coming along with it.
0: I agree. All right. So that's fair. Do you guys have anything else in the wide receiver threes to bring up? Any outliers? Anything you know, you want to um, come at somebody for? Or? No
2: real outliers here. You know, we're all pretty high on some of these. Or not pretty high, but we're all pretty similar on some of these guys. Uh, T. Higgins, we all like. He's our consensus 26. Got him over Jamar Chase. I have Jamar Chase over him, but I have them back to back.
0: I love T. Higgins. I think T. Higgins has a lot of touchdown upside. I think that he's he's one of my favorite sophomore receivers. Anyone
2: else here you guys want to talk about?
1: I mean, I can still talk about Chase if you guys really want me to. I mean, we got How Marvin Jones at thirty six.
0: Why are we so low on him?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am at forty. So,
0: did anybody else have Jalen Waddle in their top 30s In their top? No. Uh, no. So, what you guys are out on Waddle? Not out on Waddle,
2: but I mean, rookie wide receivers hard to gauge. Sure. I'm out on Waddle.
0: I could agree with that. I think that's fair. Um, so, let's round things out here with some questions. Just kind of, you know, give me a player that you think that's in your top forty. Let's just go with that that could finish in, like, I would say the top 15?
2: Ooh, that's a tough question, but as weird as it sounds, I'm going to say Russell Gage. As that, crazy as that is. Just shut the fuck up. That makes, up. And that, that that's makes sense. That's fine. You can tell me shut the fuck up. I'm not going to say he's going to. He's my wide receiver 40 at the moment, but he he was great in filling in. He's going to get 100-plus targets, which is what you want to see out of a top-volume wide receiver. And if anything were to happen to Ridley, and if Kyle Pitts either doesn't work out or it's just not getting the looks that people think he's going to get, you're getting a steal at a wide receiver there.
1: Yeah, I got two. Uh, The first guy who's kind of higher on my list is Odell Beckham at number 20. Um, I think if that whole offense can take a step forward, which a lot of people are thinking they will, they're going to be a little bit more pass happy. Could get give him some more looks. If he can just stay on the field, he can definitely finish that high. Um, And one last guy. Um, that I have is another rookie that I'm also very high on, and that's Devontae Smith with the Eagles. Um, I think he's in a perfect situation to get all the targets. I just don't know how good of a passing team that's going to be. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be solid, but more solid in fantasy than as a quarterback. So Yeah, that's fair. Those are the two guys I could see maybe having that jump up in that kind of season.
0: Yeah, and I like Jerry Judy. I think he could take a step forward into wide receiver one territory if things go right for him. And the other guy, shocker, Antonio Brown. I could see Antonio Brown working his way if, you know, maybe if an injury happens to Mike Evans or even if he just takes over, you know, like I said, we've had no evidence to believe we're not dealing with another, you know, the same Antonio Brown that was in Pittsburgh. So, but that was our wide receiver episode. We argued, we had a good time as always. You know where to find us hit stick fantasy on Twitter, hit stick fantasy on Facebook, hit stick fantasy on the gram. You can find me personally at hit stick Chris on Twitter.
1: I'm at the real Ryan Long. And you can check my rankings out at MichaelSata on Twitter. Let me hear it. And if you do a lot of crack, uh, hit up Chris. He's <laughs> down to hang out with you.
0: <laughs> Good night, everyone.
2: These wide receiver rankings were pretty contentious. It was getting heated for a moment there when you guys were talking. <laughs> Fuck you, Corey Long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming the whole time.